even they started doing it in fifth grade. <clears throat> We're going to watch film, not to berate, not to do anything, you know, make people feel bad, right? There's yeah. plenty of plays, every play you can learn from. So I think learning at that age is, is, is really learning how to be critiqued and how to be coached which a lot of kids in other sports, it's just, it's not as detailed, right? I mean, you're not going back and reviewing baseball games at a high level typically or, or soccer games. Um, football games shoot really well on film, so it's really easy to do that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, with the day and age, like with huddle for youth teams, you got two two views and, you know, a sideline view or, you know, a, a high view and, a, and an end zone view. Right. Uh, it's really easy to to go and teach them and show them a, you know, a little bit better level. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I think uh, all the youth leagues are really good um, if if the people running them and the people that are uh, in charge, you know, from the referees on down. And I, w- I will say that I think one of the major gripes you hear from a lot of people as you're at the different games is, you know, there's there's a it's a two way battle. Right. There's not enough referees. And there's also um, a situation where there's there's a lot of un you know probably unsatisfied customers uh, with some of the refereeing that goes on and who is refereeing. So I think we do have a challenge there at the youth level and maybe even the high school level. Um, you know, I, I always say uh, uh, with these with the referees, you know, they're the only ones getting paid at the youth level. Mm-hmm. No, no one else out there is getting paid, so they should at least you know have a basic understanding of the rules. I mean, I had a gentleman. Tell me this season, um, he was trying to explain. We talked about a rule, and I, he said something. So I walked out and explained, you know, what, what my interpretation of the rule. And he and he points at his sleeve. He says, "Why well, Misha's who I, is my rules? I don't know what rules you guys use." And I said, "Well, <laughs> but quite honestly, those are NFHS rules, yeah. which are the national government body." And he had no idea what I was talking about. Like zero. Misha, Misha is my god. Yeah, he he had, but he and he, he, <laughs> he just religion. had no idea right. uh, that there was a national, um, you know, governing body that, yeah. that has the rules. Which, you know, I said the next time you coach a high, or a ref a high school game, look at the stamp on the ball. That's how you know it's a, a ball that's been approved by the national governing body, which me says you know falls underneath as far mm-hmm. as you know. That's who they adopt their rules from. Right. You know? Yeah, and you know, youth football. I saw a bunch of it this weekend. Uh, really good stuff. And people do need to remember it is a developmental process mm-hmm. league. It really is. Youth football is developmental. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize that. You have some parents who don't realize that. You have some coaches that don't realize it. Luckily, I saw some good officiating for the most part. You know, uh, there was one. There was one official who spent a little too much time with his hot chocolate, and so it had delayed <laughs> the, the second half of the game. It was cold out, yeah. But for the most part, it was really good. And uh, you know, you you have to know how to how to uh, deal with the the losing as well as the winning, and with how your kid is is being developed and and how they're not, and the whole process in that thing. And I, I saw some stuff, and I got to tell you what I saw. I see more passion on these youth games from parents oh, yeah. than I do in the high school. Oh yeah. I, th- I think that's, some you know, of it's good. Some of it's not, you know, what are you develop? I, I think again, what's the motive of doing a youth um, league, right? The youth league, the league that we're involved in with my youth team has high school coaches are involved in it on the board at the board. So like they're you know giving their feedback, but the whole goal is to develop these guys for high school football, right? Correct. To give them uh, an opportunity to develop at a younger age. So when they get to high school, they're prepared. And and or at least have a semblance of an idea of what they're doing. That doesn't mean if you're alignment in seventh and eighth grade, you're going to be alignment all the way through high school. No, it doesn't mean that the high school is going to run the same system. It it just means that you 
have gotten in a position where you understand how to play the game. You're, you're, you feel, you know, somewhat confident within different roles on the, on the team. And I think, you know, that, that is definitely something that we can do um, and keep getting better at. And I think it has gotten better um, over the years. And there's so many different youth leagues. I, you know, some of it is, is there's way, there's a lot more right now, but it's, they're a lot smaller than they used to be. Yes. But now there's also, you know, the, but the rise of the middle school uh, feeder programs mm-hmm. um, has definitely helped, has definitely helped, <laughs> I think, secure, because you're getting a game day experience at the high school fields. Um, you're getting to play, you know, play the game at, uh, at, you know, good, good times, typically sometimes under the lights, which is pretty cool for these guys. And um, they don't realize how good, you know, eight years ago, guys, nine years ago, they're playing on, on grass fields. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. In fact, you know, one of the, I'm shocked at some of the fields, how good the fields are that these kids are able to play on now, you know, no divots, no rocks in the fields. You know, you remember that when, when you'd go to a field and there were rocks in in the field and, you know, something too about the referee thing, I just wanted to circle back on something that, you know, I don't see a lot of is a lot of younger guys out there, you know? So I think we probably need to get together like a you know, concerted effort to, to recruit guys in that were football players. I mean, I think a common complaint is sometimes there's people refing that don't even have not played the game. And I think football is a really difficult game to referee mm-hmm. if you have not played it. Right. Because you have to yep. know the intent of, of certain situations. Right. Um, you need to have a good idea. Uh, doesn't mean you, you have to have um, played the game or at a high level, just let alone just played it at mm-hmm. all. Uh, but I think, you know, we could really do a better job of recruiting these high school kids after they graduate and yeah, start a pointing guys, them in a direction. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys who want to stay involved in the yeah. game. And they can, that's another way to do it. And and really, for any of you got young guys listening, if you want to uh, go down a career path that there's a pretty wide open um, uh, pathway with a lot of young guys that aren't doing it, refereeing, and some of these guys make good money. The, the professional ones make good money. The college ones make good money. High school ones make enough money, to, you know, for their time. But, you know, you could start out in the youth and, and high school ranks and, and rise up pretty quickly these days. Yep, absolutely. So talk a little bit more about that if you want. Uh, we're also going to talk some Mizzou and college football. A lot of cool stuff going on. Mizzou, of course, has the big Georgia game coming up. Some very cool stuff happening uh, team-wise, game-wise, you know, some, some upsets. Love to see that yep. this time of year. Some local guys doing really well. You mentioned about them. High school playoffs round two happens. Uh, you know, last weekend it was it was some of the not of the best teams were, were, were playing. You know, they all had bye weeks for yep. the most part, yep. but there were still some good games. But now, it, as it as it shortens, everybody's playing a good team. Everybody's going to have some better competition. Yeah, I mean, you figure half the teams in the state are done, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, after that first week, and then it starts to pare down, yep. and 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 starts the funnel gets tighter and everybody's, you know, everybody's good. Better games. Point. Yeah. Better games each week. You hope. Yeah. You, know, you, you certainly hope some guys, some teams slide through some teams, you know, have like one win seasons and they somehow manage to, to rise to the, yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's a perfect way to do the playoff system. I know Missouri's done it a certain way and Illinois does it a little differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that, um, there's other States that probably do a little bit better than us, but you know, I, it seems to work. Right. You, you deal with what you have. Yep. And so you go from there and it usually works itself out just, yeah. just fine in the end. Also, recruiting's heating up a lot of offers going out to 2025 kids, 2026 kids. I ran into uh, Talon Chandler, who was on the show last week at the Warrington game. 
Yes. Uh, his dad, Dr. Jim, yes. uh, wor- worked be, it. Yeah. He used to be a superintendent. Yep. There. He used to be a superintendent there. So I'm walking along mm-hmm. the sideline, right? I'm going over to the Lutheran St. Charles side. And I'm like, who's this big dude coming at me waving hysterically? Yeah. Well, and, and that was a heck of a, we got a really good response from his uh, oh, yeah. interview last week. And um, he's such a mature kid. And, and I'm, I'm sure he was happy to get back and see because he knows a lot of kids on the Warrington team. Yes. He played junior ball there, I think, for a little bit before they moved. No, his his brother did. They um, know everybody. Else. Yeah. And then they, but, but he knows everybody out there. And then, and then obviously he played at Lutheran. Yeah, he did. He did. And so he was out there all decked out in his, his Colorado gear, yeah. wearing shorts. And it was about 40 degrees mm. and rainy. Well, he better get used to it because he's going to be out. Oh, absolutely. Him, so. Yeah. No, he, he was used to it. So uh, high school, uh, high school recruiting, we're going to talk about, we can talk about what's going on as far as offers and stuff like that. And then a little behind the scenes stuff, how parents are going to deal with stuff. The elite combine. You, mm-hmm. you, is it time to officially announce it? Yeah, so uh, the 2024 Combine will be Saturday, March 9th at uh, Lou Fuse Athletic. Uh, we just opened up registration, um, and it, the space is limited. We, I mean, we lock it out every year. Um, and then, of course, we have people that um, want to beg to get in at the last second. So, yes. uh, yeah, it's usually the night before is a nightmare yes. with people because it'll fill up probably four or five days in advance. We'll just shut down the registration because it's full. And uh, we will definitely have people, uh, you know, lobbying to get into the and get in. So, so we, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And I mean, it is without a doubt the premier high school combine in the the Midwest, and that is that is without a doubt. And I would know because I go everywhere and look at every, them. Every, and the, the you know the numbers back that up. And you're not huge on touting that. But I'm gonna go go through a little list here. I just looked. I just picked a year at random, 2020. Okay. And you'd be surprised the number of guys who are playing college football right now at, at high levels and doing doing pretty. And well. a lot of these guys, this is their very first experience. You know, like they their coming out party, if you will, mm-hmm. where guys they, they start getting verified and and, and yes. offers start popping. I mean, it is it's, you you keep track of it much better than I do. And and you know you you. Every year, like, hey, did you see this, 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 and this? And oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it, it happens. Absolutely. And, and in fact, a couple of guys just this week, you know, we're going to talk about them a little bit later. It's like offers from who, who were, came last year as a sophomore, end of their sophomore year, offers from Tennessee, Washington, you know. The who's who uh, right let's now. Let's do. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And it's like, I'm not picking these guys. <laughs> I'm not yeah. picking these guys to talk about because of that. That just happens to be the fact. Yeah, I have a guy every year that sends me a list of every. Uh, no, we maintain our list of kids that we train. That's on our on our website. If you ever, you'll get bored. Uh, you can go look at our our website and look at the guys we've trained over the years, and you know from the NFL all mm-hmm. the way down. And it is it's amazing to me, right? And there's and and oddly enough, we there's certainly kids we have missed. I mean, there's probably. Uh, a good 50 to 100 kids that you know just over the years maybe did not get added in at that time but but he sends me a list every year of all the d1 uh, players in our from our region and uh, from st louis metro area and the vast majority of the names we've trained and i know right just because of what we do and you know them as well Well, it's pretty cool and i was you know you look at like you look at the list and a couple of kids who are doing pretty well. One of them is, is Cameron Epps. I was looking at that list and Cameron's name, boom, pops up at Oklahoma State right now. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a guy that I actually, we trained him when he was in middle school. And then I uh, trained him a little bit um, 
when he was trying to, during the COVID time, he wanted to be a, uh, well, he did not. I think they wanted him to play some quarterback. quarterback yeah. Right. Like a wild cat. Yep. And he was definitely, you know, this is not going to be, yeah. yeah, he is more of a defensive back for sure. And it's, and that's what obviously what he's playing in college and he's dominating, right. And he's long, he's got good size. Um, he played Midwest boom with us as well. That was probably our best defensive backfield we've ever had uh, in our seven on seven cam apps. Toriano Pride, um, we had Isaac um, Thompson. Yep. We had I'm trying to think who else. It was I mean there was I mean like five or six division power five division one defensive backs, and uh, that year got cut a little short just you know with what was going on in right. health of everybody. But right. yeah. no, I and another guy who's doing really well in college uh, at Kansas, Luke Grimm, a two-time elite football combine attendee. And Luke came in there and, you know, there was, well, we don't have any offers yet. We don't have any offers yet. And it was a struggle to get him, you know, offers, even though he came to the elite combine was running a, a, a four five forty, was broad jumping 10 feet. Yes. And he's just, just he's, a, he's a kid that you, I remember early on, you were like, like, Hey, you got to watch this kid. You got to you know, push this yep. guy. He's, he's a big time yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because what we were talking about last week with talent where they told him he was the best junior lineman there, but he didn't have any offers. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't do anything for him. I'm the opposite. I will see a kid and people will be like, well, hey, how's this kid who's a freshman or sophomore? You're calling him a big time player. I'm like, watch. And Luke was one of those guys. Well, there. Okay. So, the, 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 yeah. So this goes down that pathway. So, you know, we put out a little clip of that last week. And I think that probably offends people that, you know, that we, we, we exposed, uh, that nine times out of 10, they're not, I mean, go just as a simple, uh, uh, test, go look at any, um, scouting service and see how many kids are three, four or five stars that do not have offers. Fan service. Yeah. Just, just go look. Cause if you look and find it, let us know. Cause I, I will tell you the offers precede stars. Like that is the way it works. So there's a kid, um, who, who I will, I'll tell you, I think is going to blow up. And, and this summer, um, you know, we run, we help run the Linwood mega camp. And so I walked over one of the coaches and I said, Hey, listen, you know, from Iowa, there's a kid here named Robbie Preckle from, uh, Lafayette high school. He is to me. So St Sam Laporta was a guy that, you know, early on at the beginning of the, um, Linwood mega camp, he was there, I think as a sophomore and I walked over and I, I talked to a guy at Nebraska. I talked to, I think the Iowa guys and I'm like, Hey, I had seen him somewhere else and I think he did a tryout with us or he, he'd come in and train, whatever it was. I, I knew who he was. And so I, I walked over and said, Hey, you need to keep your eyes on this guy. So long story short, this past summer, uh, coach uh, Woods at Iowa, we were talking and I said, Hey, we were talking about Sam Laporta who just got drafted mm -hmm. uh, to the lions. Who's having one heck of a season. I mean, excellent. I mean, the kids, he's a stud um, scored last night, as a matter of fact. So, uh, was to ask it. I just said, "Wait, well, what were his stats?" And he, uh, Coach Wood, looks at his phone, pulls it up. He knew uh, from, from Linwood. Yeah, he from, knew from, his stats. Oh, hey, I'll do you one better. Yeah, I have. I'll tell you what it was. He was six four two oh five and ran a four six forty. Yep, he had, and he had. And, and, and he <laughs> I don't had, need and, my phone. He had, he pulled it out of his phone. JP's got it. In his, I got it in my head. His vault. Robbie Preckle is right in that <clears throat> same. He was he probably a year younger, and he's uh, Robbie's right six three two zero five. Absolutely ran a four five, yeah. like a four five four five eight. 
and not so, only at Lindenwood, but also at the uh, coaches, St. Louis Metro yep, football coaches. Yep, yeah. Yep. And, and, and is willing to sell out and go catch the ball. So without a doubt, a kid like that. Okay. If he shows up at a, let's just call it one of the national, you know, um, scouting camps for, for a, a new mm-hmm. site, right. rivals 24 seven, those guys, he, he could dominate and he would not get the offers, right? He now, so he'll get a mention. He, he'll get a mention. Yeah. You get a mention yeah. like, Hey, this guy's a stock, a high stock riser or whatever, but legitimately someone to watch is a phrase. That now he will be a guy that once someone pops on him, let's say it's a power five in Iowa or Iowa state, Missouri. Um, Cause he's going to be a big kid. I mean, he is yeah. the, he looks will like be a linebacker. Pro- yeah. Prototypical hybrid tight end H back, you know, yep. like a Sam Laporta. Um, he he will he will then suddenly get stars and 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 he will earn them because he's he's but he's already earned them in my opinion if you watch him in my opinion he's as good as many four stars out there right but he's not a well-known guy right he was uh, doesn't play at a pipeline school doesn't, yeah correct he plays at a quality school mm-hmm. and they're getting they're throwing on the balls i mean he's a human highlight reel so again that's just a typical story of, of things that we see on a daily basis where you scratch your head and you say, you know, why is, why is this system go like this? But at the end of the day, make no mistake. If a college coach pulls and, and, you know, pulls the trigger on an offer, you know, that, that speaks volumes. And then that starts to a chain reaction of other things that happen within the recruiting process. Yeah. And this is why I tell players and parents, it is a marathon, not a sprint. I have a lot of parents who come to me like, you know, my kid is this, a freshman, a sophomore, a junior even. They're not getting offers. We're not seeing anything. We don't have any rankings, any of that. I'm like, just wait, be patient, have perseverance. It's going to come. Now, if it's not going to come, I'll tell them that too. I'm like, well, you know, the, if, you know, there's no shame in playing college football at a lower level, whatever. But you have to be patient because it, it, it will come. It is a marathon. And, and so if you do what you're supposed to do and you keep building, you keep working, you keep building, you ultimately want to be building. We talked about that before. You want to keep building yourself as a player, yep. building your skills, building yourself as a person. It will eventually happen for you. You know, it just takes time. Or you might have to take a, a detour route like a Cody Schrader or, or some of these other guys. So but it the, will happen for you uh, if you're that guy. The way the way it works now. I mean, so so two things on one side of the spectrum, you know, you, you're begging to get that first offer. Everybody's in that same boat until they got the have their first offer. Right. Even though people are telling you, hey, it's going to come. Yep. But then then it goes real fast. Right. One of our quarterbacks. um, you know, story, he didn't have anything. All of a sudden he's got a bunch, right? He's got a bunch. And then the conversation is switches to real quickly. Hey, when do you think we need to commit? Because mm-hmm. there's other guys in his class committing, right? right? So then there's this, do we wait? Should we wait? Are we good enough to wait? You know, are these, are we going to have a bunch of offers or are these going to be kind of phantom offers when someone takes it away from us by committing? There's committable offers and there's non-committable offers. Correct. So, well, we need to get into that someday uh, because that will be, you know, that, that is a real tricky business. But if you want to find out real quick, commit, Yeah. see what they say. And if they tell you, Hey, you know what? Well, we want you, we want you to make sure, guess what? It might not be a committable offer. And, and, uh, I'm sorry, you were talking about your guy who well, quarterback. Yeah, so you know, just just giving the advice of, hey, where do you think you want to go, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, and if, if you pared it down to three or four, this kid's those are these are all committable offers for him because he's a you know a high level quarterback. But 
on the flip side, then it turns into a strategy of where do you really want to go? Do you want to play the recruiting game, right? But do you want to maximize your NIL and all that fun stuff? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, of, of angles, right? But, you know, to the, to the Cody Schrader angle, oddly enough, I got a phone call from a, a friend of mine that's a college coach at a, at a uh, Power 5 um, school, and he was asking me about a young man um, who came out of our area a couple years ago who is a D2 uh, player. Mm-hmm who's having one heck of a year. So would I know this young man? Yeah, you would. Okay. And, and I believe he, yeah, he's, he, yeah, you would know him. So he, but he was asking questions about character and things that I knew, da, 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 you know, all that stuff, right? Typical questions. Right. Cause he was wondering in his mind, this kid is clearly a division one player. Why is he playing a division two? Mm-hmm. So I flipped it and said, Hey, look, it just might've been the cycle of recruiting. He was towards the, you know, the, the, the there was issues with COVID, all that fun yeah. stuff. And he just kind of got missed and he was a stud. Happens and, all the time. And, and uh, he's proving it at the D2 level. So then, you know, that's going to be a situation where he probably hits the transfer portal, maximizes his value, right? He couldn't have done that four, five years ago. Now he can. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's one of those things that uh, uh, you got to know that there's people always watching. You know, it's never over till it's over. Now more than ever. I think it's more difficult in many situations. But if you are a dude, I think it's easier than ever to to, to rise the ranks. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. Because when you have the guys like the Cody Schraders popping up, guess what? They're going to start looking now. mm -hmm. They're going to look where they haven't before. Yeah. And so that 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 opens up another, hey, hey, speaking, another speaking of committable offers, yeah. um, you know, a, a well-known in-state quarterback mm-hmm. um, went, this is a number of years ago, went to commit to a well-known in-state school hmm. and uh, got a message back from a coach who's no longer there and said, uh, Hey, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I understand, like, because he had made the phone call, and I told the player, I said, "Do not text him. Right, you need to talk to him, without a doubt." So he left. He left him. He he left the voicemail, and then left the text, and said, "Hey, coach, I'm ready to pull the trigger and commit." Mm-hmm. The response was um, something to the effect of. Oh, that's great. Hey, no, there's no hurry, no reason to rush. We want you to make sure. Yeah, we want you to make sure. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know, you're, you know, and so, but he was doing, it was slow playing him. Yep. So I got that message. Um, I got on the phone to the head coach and I said, Hey, listen, is this an offer? Yes or no? He's trying to commit. And minute, two minutes later, uh, he got a phone call from the head coach and they, and they accepted it. So uh, the coordinator, who was about to get fired was the guy slow playing it. The head coach who had the, you know, the, the ultimate say yeah. uh, so came what, in and, and made it right. And what, so what that tells me is the coordinator liked another quarterback hundred percent and was waiting on that. And the head coach and wanted that guy. Yes. And that's how it goes. And yep. you see that all the time. And there, there are guys who've played at the university of Missouri and who haven't played. And there's been that dynamic. Yeah. Uh, I remember when Matty Mock, was was you know being recruited there was another kid named gunner keel oh yeah who was in you remember him i think he wound up playing at indiana maybe Uh, he was a big Uh, indiana notre dame everybody wanted him and the coordinator wanted gunner keel the head coach wanted maddie muck loved Mm -hmm. maddie muck and so that kind of thing happens all the time yep 
and it's it's just a, one of the fascinating background. It, it happens all the time. So like those are the little little stories that, you know, what, when we talk with authority about certain things, it's because we've been involved in it, not to brag, not to do, it's just, what, it's just something that happens on a daily basis. And I think if people really knew some of the stuff that went on in the politics, even inside of coaching staff, yeah. they would be a little taken aback. Oh, and, and, the, and stories that, the stories. The stories. You know, and, and, and there's personalities on all the different uh, staffs and there's people, you know, there's a guys you're rotating from job to job and certain guys are in certain groups of coaching trees and, and they want to be, you know, they kind of want to work back to get with those guys and they don't certain really care guys, what, what bridges uh, they burn. Certain guys are holding up programs, no matter how storied the head coach is. They're, mm -hmm. they're behind the scene guys, they're assistants who are basically running the thing. And the head coach is just the, the front guy. Figurehead. Yeah. Figurehead. It's 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 fascinating. Really big name, big name guys. So last week we were talking about the playoffs and we really didn't get a chance to focus on it too much. So I guess I'm gonna go go ahead and go through it just a little bit. Some of the matchups that, that we're gonna see coming up here. And I know you know all the players mm -hmm. as well. So one that fascinates me just because I'm not super familiar because I didn't get a chance to see him this this year is uh Sackman versus Oakville. Sackman being nine and zero, and against Oakville, who's six and four. You know, I I think Sackman's got a good quality. I mean, they've got a really good program. Good program, yep. Looking at their strength of schedule, which um, is probably a little bit on the little weaker side, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, you right. play who you play. Yep. So, um, I think Oakville will be a good challenge because you know you got Ethan Venables, who is a, a, a animal. He is both an animal. sides. He could I think play we, for any college in, in the country. And we talked, I think we talked about last week, he got a preferred walk onto Wyoming. Uh, I mean, to me, utterly, dis it's, I mean, good for them for shooting their yeah, shot, but disrespectful in, in, yep. in the sense that uh, they clearly are not evaluating um, yep. you know, him as, as an athlete. Or The other side of it, though, is maybe they really don't have room at that position right, right. now. Right? But they it recognize just might be the timing. Right. So you know, I say disrespectful in the sense that He's a kid that can play, certainly play at that level and should be getting a scholarship to play at that level. Without he's hard-nosed, big, fast, strong. He's a big-time player. He yeah. can do it all. He can do it all, yeah. He can do it all on either side of the ball for you. He could be that H-back. He could be a fullback if you're still using a fullback. He's a linebacker. He can mm -hmm. play D-end. Yep. He does it all. He's he's about 6'2", 220. Yeah. You know, and he works his tail off. Absolutely, loves the weight room, fast, yep. athletic. You you name it, he does it all. So I mean that, and that pretty much you know describes Oakville. Yeah. So you you never know what what. No, that could happen. be that should be a really good matchup. That would be an, a very interesting matchup to me because you you look for like these trap games. Mm -hmm. You know, where, who can jump up and and just bite you, and that's that's one to kind of keep your eye on. CBC is going to be at Marquette. Not used to that. Not used to seeing CBC go on the on the road to yeah. to a Marquette. I, I think CBC is a really dangerous team. I think we talked about it a number of Absolutely. weeks ago. Yep. I mean, some of their road wins, I mean, they went over to Indiana and beat up on two, you know, two of the better teams in Indiana. And then Lithcomb Academy down in Tennessee, which they're a really good team, right? Got great facilities, yep. really good buzz around their program. And then I think they lost out in Arkansas and then they had a loss here in town. So, but they are, uh, to dismat, they are very dangerous. I mean, they're well coached. They got a lot of weapons. I think they're playing a lot better football than they were at midseason. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that it'll be a uh, you know good for Marquette to get them on their home turf, though. Absolutely, really and, good for them. And with Marquette, I mean, you know their quarterback, yep. uh, Caden, Caden uh, Thornbury, yep. yeah, pretty well. 
And uh, he's having himself a good year. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jackson, uh, you know, might be uh, he's one of the leading rushers in St. Louis yeah. this year. Another guy who was at the elite combine yep. doing really, really Sean well. Sean Anderson, Tyree Bonnet, the yep. really the Fitz solid. Morris brothers, yep. Donovan and, and Brian. Yep. Is just really good. They, on, got, on they got a solid, Max solid Scott. team. Yep. They do. Brian they, Mitchell. I mean, they got, uh, they have a, a lot of guys on the line. So they got a, they're talented, a really solid program. And you look at like, um, the teams in the West County area, they've, they've really coach Stewart's done an excellent job of developing them in the off season and, and building a really solid program. Yeah. And, and I mean, just football all around. And I, I did an article on prep red zone the other day about greater area running backs, because you got guys down in Franklin County, you got yeah. guys out in Warren County, you have guys in Jefferson County and that, that football has just get blown up. And gotten so much better than than back in the day that it, it, it isn't even crazy and, and west county football as well yep you know you, you that's just a, a thing uh just met you talked about how cbc uh, lost to them they have hazelwood central at home and hazelwood central started off the season really really in a bad place yep. uh losing 52 56 to nothing to lutheran north yeah and they really went through a rough spat uh rough spot but they managed to pull out six wins you know, I think they started zero and four, maybe. Yeah, they. And, yeah, I know uh, they had a couple close ones early on, yep. and obviously they got got beat up pretty good at the beginning of the season. But um, again, they have they have high quality athletes. They have yes. some big boys. They got national level recruits. They're a dangerous team. They have everybody back. You know, there were a couple guys missing throughout the year, yep. but they're back and they're everybody's healthy and everybody's together. So that's going to be an interesting, interesting game. And yes. offensively, they're picking it up. Couple of uh, running backs you're familiar with, Kareem Burns mm-hmm. and Antoine Gunn, who played on your Bloom team. Yes, both of them. Yeah, and Antoine, heck of a receiver. Just yeah, very good athletes. Very, really very good, good athletes. athletes. Fast. Uh, Antoine has good size. He's gotten bigger, and you know he's a really good running back. But mm-hmm. what what amazes me about him, and I've watched him a couple times this year in person, is he can really get downfield and catch the ball from the running back yep. position, which is dangerous in high school absolutely i mean it's dangerous in the pros in college but but in high school you know linebackers are probably a little less able to cover than than guys at you know at the college and pro level right and of course hazelwood central features Tion gray who's headed to oregon brandon mason who's going to be he has about 16 to 20 d1 offers mm-hmm. as well 6'6 240 pound guy plays defensive end and offensive tackle and uh, Jackson Somerville is a quarterback, another guy who has D1 offers as, as well. And, of course, DeSmet, their entire front their yeah. entire front uh, seven is is pretty much D1 guys. Jason King, Ashton Phillips, uh, you know, Caleb Red, Mike Phillips, you know, Tia, yeah. uh, Titan Davis, Titan who Davis. we've talked about here, who, who just picked up a, a Kansas State offer. Yes. Not too long. We talked about him with Coach Merritt. So they're just, they're just loaded. And offensively, Dylan Duff. Yep. They, they've got some weapons on offense. I mean, Dylan can run the ball. Obviously, he can throw the ball. Really surprised at his uh, running ability. Yeah, he can run. He can really run. He's a, he's a dangerous. You don't think of him as a dual threat. Yeah. But fast. He's very fast. Who would he remind you of? Brady Cook. I was going to say that. I was waiting for that. I was, but I wanted you to consider Similar. Yep. Real similar. Very much I mean, Very similar. A little uh, bigger than Brady, though. Yeah. Yep. He's, at the same he, stage. Yeah, he, I think, yeah, the same stage. He is a little bit bigger. Yeah. But been a similar guy. Jaden McCaster, sophomore running back, really talented kid yep. as well. So that's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Ozark goes, travels to Nixa. Nixa is loaded. They're a team that, that is, 
I think is going to surprise a lot of people. They look like they're headed for an ultimate showdown with Lee Summit North. Yep. But Jackson Cantwell, who we had on the show, is yep. part of Nick's. Uh, Jacob Lyle is another big offensive lineman. On, was at the Elite Combine. A big kid, 6'3", 6'4", 270-pound guard who did really well last year and who's going to be getting some college looks as well. Uh, just a really, really talented, hard-nosed team from from Southwest Missouri. Yeah. Well-coached. And uh, I think that that's – I think Ozark's in in for a tough one. Ozark has a really good linebacker, junior linebacker named Parker Elliott, uh, who's about 6'2", 220, who, who colleges really need to take a, a hard look at. They also have a, a, a big wide receiver, Jace Watley, who you probably saw mm-hmm. at Lindenwood. Yep. Big 6'5 kid who's who's dangerous as well. Lee Summit has the uh, the task of, of facing Lee Summit North, and Lee Summit North is just a machine this year. Yeah. They are, yeah. I mean, just they're they're really good, top to bottom, top to bottom, inside out. Another team, just you know, heavy with college prospects. They're they're ready. Like I mean, they talk about learning from losing. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, they had a tough loss last year. I mean, down to the down to the wire with CBC, and now they're. Uh, we, we, Coach Mosey was talking about the, the determination in the off season and the focus, and I think it's fun to hear that because you you get a second chance. Those seniors lose that chance, but your program. Those younger guys get to come, you know, try and right the wrong that they feel they had. Exactly, exactly. And you know, Will Nuneri is on that team, committed to Mizzou. Some places have him as the number one guy in the country. Uh, you know, Isaiah Mosey, uh, you know, Coach Mosey, Jamar Mosey's nephew, wide mm-hmm. receiver, heavily recruited. Kamari Moore, who was at the Elite Combine a couple years ago, uh, committed to Oklahoma. Speaking of guys who yep. were going to be playing college ball, who who played it, you know, attended the combine. He's just a monster this year. In fact, uh, Kamari's having a better year overall stat wise than, than, than Will is uh, playing nose guard. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, he's lean six two two eighty five two eighty eight in high school in high school <laughs> yeah. and, and quick as all get out. If you go to my Twitter, JP rock Mo, you can look at some old, some old film of him from the combine a couple of years ago. And he, he came as a freshman. To the combine, yep. and I mean, he was just just shedding guys, just you know. Hit, yeah, I always love watching the one on ones uh, at the at the combine. And yeah, there's there's some some epic battles. Yeah, he was big then. He was 300 pounds then as as, as a freshman, but he's gotten himself into into better physical condition, and so it's is he's just just killing it. Uh, also, Slu is going to be at Rittner. That's going to be an interesting game. I, Rittner's uh, dangerous. Exactly. I mean, they, they are they throw the ball well. I mean, and they, they you can see they've gotten down. They come back. I mean, um, they got down against Lafayette and then rallied back on them. And uh, they definitely they definitely uh, have turned the program around. They really do. Coach there has done a really good job. Jaden Barnett, the quarterback, really talented guy. Yeah. I was at a game this year, and, and he threw for over 300 yards, ran for 150 yards. He, he worked his butt off this offseason. He trained he with really us. Has. And, and he really has. And he's a really good kid, works really hard. Um uh, can run with the ball, can throw the ball. I think he's he's the lifeblood of that team. He really is. How, how he goes is how how the team goes. But they're they're pretty solid all the way around. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got a bunch of guys who can play college ball on a lower level, yep. and they just really do well as a team. Pretty really solid. They've bought in. They've they've bought in. And and Slew, of course, you know Ryan Wingo seems like he's back. He's had a couple of really good games the past couple couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, Marco Sanso, here we go. 
Who's, is there a quarterback in St. Louis that you guys haven't trained? <laughs> no, he's one we've trained since he's been he's, a little kid. Right. He's one as you, you, you've you trained. Uh, you know, they're a little banged up with the, with the running backs yeah. and whatnot, but uh, just just solid both sides of the ball on the line. You know, have you know we, didn't, we didn't talk too much and we can later, but uh, the, the commitment of Ryan Wingo to Texas. That's coming was, up with him yeah. recruiting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to talk yeah, about that's that. A, that's an interesting one. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what your feedback you received was regarding that one. Uh, Blue Springs at, at Liberty North. That's a tough one for Blue Springs. Liberty North is, is you know, the only, the only team they've lost to is Lee Summit North. And that was uh, in the first game, and they seem to have really, really uh, hit on all cylinders now, which is a good time to do it, heading into the playoffs. A lot of college-caliber guys from the quarterback. Tillman Martin is really good, just a junior. Uh, a couple of guys who were committed to Barry Odom at UNLV, uh, Melvin Laster, and uh, their nose tackle is as well. And they're just talented across the way. They have a wide receiver, Keelan Smith, who's committed to Nebraska. You know, just one of those schools out in Kansas City that just have a bunch of D1 really guys. Good athletes. Very good athletes. And then Oak Park uh, is going to be playing Staley. Oak Park has one of the best 2025 running backs in the state, a kid named Trayvon Panky. Yeah. Uh, You've talked about him numerous times. Oh, yeah. 6'1", about 200 pounds, track speed, very fast. And uh, so far, it looks like K-State is might be in the lead because they're the ones showing the most interest in him so far but he you know he's a guy who can run for 300 yards in mm. a game you don't see a lot of those anymore no you really don't you, you know about let's say about 10 years ago uh, in the training space we saw the shift away we still have kids that train running back mm-hmm. but everybody pushed the receiver yeah oh yeah you know i mean, just everybody pushed the receiver right well i mean i don't know if it was this this past weekend or a weekend before that there was a young man who was at the combine last year here we go again jamarian smith mm-hmm. down at portageville ran for 436 yards and six touchdowns wow and, and beating i believe that was a game they beat uh, new madrid central so so you, you do have those guys yeah. out there but they always have guy running backs down in, in that in the area let I me mean, tell you the boot heel produces a lot some of really good athletes really good athletes that get overlooked yeah and for various reasons there's there's certain issues sometimes but a lot of times they just get overlooked hey ty i mean they're down this hey, year but yeah. you know historically they a lot of those kids will come from hey, well you more they'll Remember, come up yeah. and they'll come and train in our facility yes and that's no easy to, you know they get a three plus hour drive to get there and uh you know good kids yeah. um, probably don't have the resources that we have in our metro area obviously exactly. in their backyard yep uh, but they're you know they come up and and usually we'll spend a day or two in town and train and pretty cool to see and and, and uh i forgot what year it was it was the year isaiah williams won state that year because a hay tie was coming in we trained every quarterback that won the state title that year in missouri that's which pretty, is pretty cool. cool yeah that's that's a yeah. cool statement to be able to make and then uh jackson versus Lindbergh. Lindbergh on the road that's tough that's a tall order for for Lindbergh because mm-hmm. jackson's just rolling adrian fox you know again kai crow kai crow they have a little freshman, freshman running back running, named yeah. Jalen Hampton. Not yeah. a, not the biggest kid, but boy, he's, I heard he's dynamic. He's pretty dynamic. He's in open space. He's really hard to catch. Yeah. You know, he's only about five 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 six right now. So hopefully he continues to grow. But he's yep. really quick, really fast, and just a you know little, little June bug who just darts all over yeah. the place. Really good. And then uh, Francis Howell 
is going to be playing at Lafayette, which is another really, really interesting and good game. That should be a good matchup. Absolutely. Really good matchup. Yep. So, you know, Robbie Preckle, you know, against Jude James, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. matchup. Very similar athletically, you yep. know, size-wise. Someone told me Jude James is up to 220 pounds, right? Yeah, so that might have been me. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's, wow, he's yeah. big. He is. He's six. He's six three, two twenty, two twenty five, and wow. he looks the part. Yep. It's 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 all living in the gym weight. Yep. That Very good. Is. And you know, looks like he's going to wind up playing linebacker or you know H tight end at Mississippi. I was really surprised that uh, you know they beat Viani pretty handily, but Viani put up forty seven points. That shocked me Sam too. Dean, uh, young <laughs> Sam Dean, sophomore quarterback at Viani, uh, six touchdowns, five in the air, one on the ground. Yeah. Impressive. He's, yeah, really. Imp- I told him, I said, you know, if you want to make a statement, that's how you make a statement last game of the year to your coaches. What's interesting is I was on the sidelines of warmups for that game, just, you know, hanging out on my mm-hmm. way to Warrington. So I just just popped off to, to, to look at some of the Viani guys that I hadn't had a chance to really see that much this year because I've already seen how and uh, Viani's on the ascendance. You know, that their coach is getting some some young they have some really good young talent. Sam Dean's one, uh Henderson is a freshman, Robert Etherton is a, a freshman running back who's pretty good. Yep. You have TJ Wolfolk, uh, who's, yep. who's who's really good, who his dad came over and said hi. Yeah, oh, said Tony's such a good guy. Such a good guy. Good energy. Yep, absolutely. Smiles and, all the time. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they're they're on their way. But yeah, that shocked me as well. But that's a that's another really good game. That's gonna be a pretty good matchup. I, I think that could be one of the premier matchups. Yeah. Alex Alex Bell, the uh quarterback for Lafayette, very talented kid, yep. thrown for over two thousand yards past couple of years, as a matter yep. of fact. Yep. They put the ball up. I think it Alex is his brother. Jack is the Oh yeah, the Jack key, is the yep, quarterback. Yeah, yep, yep, Alex is I, keep, I always get that. I know there's two of them. I know, I always get them I always get them yeah. confused. But yeah, no, Jack is the Jack is the quarterback. Yep. And then uh, Zay Jones. Uh, yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he does everything. He runs it. He he catches the ball as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Fort Sumwell well, uh, West is going to be at Troy Buchanan, who they just played a couple weeks ago, and Troy beat them. But again, another another kind of interesting matchup. Uh, pretty evenly matched teams. Yes. Fort Sumwell West has a lot of talent. Yes, they do. Offensively. I think they're missing some kids the first time they played, so it'll be interesting to see if that, that plays that a factor. Yeah. But they have the talent on on offense and defense, so it'll be yeah. inter- interesting to see. Uh, Troy Buchanan has a sophomore running back Carter Dowell, who's just really, really talented. Six foot, one hundred and eighty five pound running sophomore running back has already taken game day visits in Nebraska, and is getting some looks. They got, I mean, they have a really talk about a program that's really on the rise too. I mean, they yeah. they've done a great job. Yeah, a couple of their kids play boom uh, with you, Ty uh, Grigsby. Mm-hmm. Oh De- man, yeah, good, good looking, yeah, good Another looking. Another guy athlete. who's going to get college, and yep. Zay Ammon, mm-hmm. uh, played big. linebacker for you guys, big, big kid, yes, who really shocked me when I saw him with your, your boom team, who how, how well he could cover for yes. his size. Yeah, I think that that's he's a prime example of someone that getting some extra work in the off season that will, you know, the bigger guys, the you know, linebackers don't normally get and right. uh, do a lot of man to man coverage, so that will probably bode well for him down line. Yep, and of course, Caden Johns. Uh, mm-hmm. nose guard who is a guy who we really need to have on the show who is a great story who just has transformed himself from his sophomore year that i saw him to where he was about six two over 300 pounds just really not in really good football shape and has come in with to your play he is a worker man he has worked worker, his butt off and it's you can tell i mean when you watch uh, him even just running on the track, yes. like, like just his movement, the body, the ability to move his body. I mean, 
that's a message to kids out there that think that, oh, well, this Absolutely. guy got this, he's got that. You're in you're in the, the prime of your life. You can change things. Yes. You can work. The beautiful thing about the human body is you can change it. You, yep. it, it but it starts with your mind. Especially when you're young. Yeah. When you're yeah. young, you can certainly change it a lot easier. And, you know, get around people that understand how the human body works and how to how to make it perform better. And then, uh, you know, push you, the, push you at the right level to help you uh, get to where you want to go. And he'd be a great interview for us to Perfect. get in here and, and just talk about the process that he's went through from that. Because I saw him as a sophomore and, and he just, you know, he wasn't a guy. But you could see, I could see glimpses. I always see glimpses mm -hmm. of, of guys. And he just took that and he built himself into something. Picked up an offer recently. And still getting more interest, so it's going to be interesting to see what what happens with yeah, him. Somebody's going to get a guy that is a pro, oh. he's a guy that will improve their program without question, and he'll he'll do everything you say. He's mm -hmm. very coachable. He'll he'll work hard in the off season in the weight room, do everything that you ask. And you need a, a, a team full of those guys to be successful. Yes, and he's a smart kid yep. as well, so he understands it. Uh, Francis Hall Central is going to be at uh, Rockbridge. That's going to be a tough one. Rockbridge, very talented. Brady Davidson, the D one quarterback. Yep. Uh, you know, they have a really good defense, Grayson Cutchlow, you know, D one linebacker committed to Missouri state. Maybe he might be, or has an offer from them. Bunch of really good guys. Devin Holt guy who was at the combine yep. past couple of years, very fast, six, two wide receiver, uh, Donovan Taylor, another combine guy from last year, another very fast court plays cornerback getting look D one looks as well. Uh, Lee Summit West is going to be at Rockhurst. That's going to be a really, really interesting game. They're pretty evenly matched. Lee Summit West is seven and two. Rockhurst is eight and one. But Lee Summit West has a they, they can throw the ball. Have a really good sophomore wide receiver, and their quarterback uh, Dawson Heaney is is can really sling it as well. There, the, the, I tell you what, this should be a good year to see. Hopefully, a St. Louis Kansas City matchup, yes. right? But two oh, yeah. powerhouse teams getting it face off, pretty evenly matched teams. Because usually, the past couple of years, we've seen that in like the semis. You know, yep. we've I remember seeing uh, CBC playing uh, Lee Summit North, and it's like, well, they, that should have been the championship yeah, game, right? You know? I remember that, and not knocking that off. And then uh, Blue Spring South at Liberty and St. Joseph Central's got a. a potential trap game at park hill who's four and five but they have some really good athletes mm -hmm. as well and uh, i just got the chance to to talk with and it's on my twitter an interview with uh gabe fields who was up at mizzou at, for homecoming on a game day visit has an offer from iowa and i was a school that i was i was state my bad iowa state iowa state's a school that recruits missouri very well oh, very well and Kansas State is a school that recruits. Both those schools show up to Lindaway Mega Camp with their entire staff. Absolutely. And Both those schools, you know, pay attention to certain guys like myself and you, uh, you know, who who do this. You know, uh, that, that actually brings up a really, really interesting point about like at the Mega Camp. Um, you know, so the Mega Camp's the first weekend in, in June at Lindenwood, um, that Friday and Saturday. But if you look at the staffs that show up, right, you know, say a UCLA or a Georgia sends one coach, oh, yeah. Notre Dame sends a coach. Um, you can tell who's there you can to tell, recruit. Yeah, Minnesota. there for business. I will say Minnesota, they send their entire staff. They're there both yep. things. Iowa State, same thing. Their head coach is there. If the head coach is there, it's a big deal, mm -hmm. right? Kansas State, they're there. Coach Kleiman was there. Yep. Um, yeah, obviously, Missouri's there. Um, Illinois is there. Purdue had their head coach there. They had the, a bunch of guys there last year. So 
those are those what I would would be I would consider a home school a school that recruits St. Louis that considers it as an important um, piece to their recruiting puzzle. Yeah, and those guys when you go to schools like that 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 consider St. Louis, they don't want to burn bridges in St. Louis if they were coming back here to get more kids. If they view this as an area they can recruit, um, you know, you go in with a little bit more clout as a guy. If you're a guy that, you know, goes to a place that does not typically get kids from our region, you better be a five-star or someone that they really coveted because it's really difficult to overcome some of the local bias. Yeah, it's a great option for them to have. And what's interesting is a lot of times you see those schools go ahead and, and offer kids before the in-state school, mm-hmm. you know, and so and kids take notice of that. I know some people are like, oh, that really doesn't matter. Nah, kids do take notice. Who is the first one to, to believe in me? Yeah you know, to offer me. So that goes, that goes into the factor. Uh, speaking of recruiting, since we're, we're running down on time here real quick, let's run through some offers that happened this past week. Jack Lang, like I said, uh, Eureka six, eight lineman was at the combine, just killed it, yeah. you know, showed his athleticism at six, eight, you know, in his 40 and his jumps, he's blown up. He's blown up this week alone. He's picked up offers from Tennessee, Washington and Vanderbilt and was on a game day visit to Notre Dame. Uh, who's probably not too far and off. And Dayton Hopkins, another elite combine 2023 alum, yep. picked up that uh, coveted offer from Mizzou, who seemed to be looking at him as a tight end yeah, more than a defensive end. And, I, you know, we, he was on the show and he told us how he enjoyed playing, playing t- uh, defensive line. Uh, Kendall Hammond, another guy who was at the combine from South Shelby, uh, Missouri, picked up his first offer from Missouri Southern, a very underrated school to go to. For, for guys to consider. Yep. Uh, Landon Boston, who we're familiar with, yep. elite combine, boom player, picked up his first offer from an interesting school, Truman State. Yep. He And he would he could be the next Cody Schrader. That's exactly what yeah. I thought. thought. I see. Jacoby Oliphant picked up an offer from uh, Oklahoma State. Goes mm-hmm. to SLU. 6'4", 200 pounds. Reminds me a lot of Cameron Cam Epps. Yep. yep. Very similar. Yeah. And so I'm sure the Oklahoma State coaches saw that or see that, and they're like, hey, same Light- conference, yep. yeah, all that. Lightning yep. in a bottle, twice. Brock Camp, uh, who uh, we had video of him on the show, picked up his first offer from Kent State, 6'7", uh, 240-pound tight end, who's who's very good. Cardinal Ritter's Dominic Dixon picked up uh, an offer from Tennessee State. And Jackson Cantwell, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, picked up an offer from The Ohio State University. He's yeah. He's gonna have he's, every offer, and, and that's what I said to him. And he was so humble. He's like, I don't know about that. Well, oh, yeah, I will. do know about that. Yeah, he will, young man. He will. And what's interesting is he's gonna be on a game day visit in Georgia this week, and hmm. Georgia plays Mizzou. So I, I got to spend time, a little bit of time with uh, Brady Cook this past weekend when he was home for the bye week, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. It should be a fun game. I know Mizzou's very confident. I don't think overconfident, but I think they're very confident in what they yeah. can do. Uh, they're going into you know, a situation where they got really everything to gain and not a ton to lose, right? You're the number 14 right. team in the country playing number one away. and uh, But you win this, you're in control of the East. Yeah, right? and it would be a, a defining moment in the, uh, the coach drink yep. era. It, For sure. It would be akin to when Coach Pinkle beat Oklahoma. Yep. In my opinion, John McGaffey, absolutely. John, who can, that was that was that yeah. was amazing. I remember look, yeah. watching that from the press box, and I was like, "Wow, this is really going to happen, huh?" It, yeah, that was amazing. It, it was it was amazing. So we'll see what happens with that. The game is at two thirty on Saturday, and so we'll be able to report on that. 
hit some more playoff stuff, some more recruiting, just some more little tidbits and helpful info for parents and players as we go along. And that's going to do it for us this week on the Football 360 show. Enjoyed ourselves as always. Everybody have fun and have a safe Halloween as you're out there trick-or-treating. Yep. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. See ya.